If you tell somebody this is going to be the worst pain you've ever felt in your life, it doesn't hurt nearly as bad. If you tell somebody it's barely going to hurt, it usually hurts worse than they think. It's that mindset of best case scenario, it hurts a little bit less than I think. Worst case, it's, it's that it's that thought process. What's the most likely case? What's the, and if you think about it, what is the 3% in that analogy? The 3% is the least likely. It's possible, but it's not probable. The 100% is certain, 100%. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your co-host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for dream chasers. We bring you seven episodes per week to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode. It was episode number 1,297. How do you react when you let yourself down? Today, for episode number 1,298, the three possibilities we need to understand. So as you know, we had Next Level Live, and there was a moment where we had finished our first section of our presentation and we were getting ready to get off stage. And I remember thinking to myself, oh my goodness, this next thing is going to be the worst thing. And we had decided that when we were going to do Next Level Live, that we were going to do three breakout sessions. So we are going to break the room up into three groups. I was going to coach, or I guess lead one group. Alan was going to lead one group. And the amazing Jesse was going to lead another group. Shout out to Red Group. Red Group was the best. Yellow Group was the best. I actually was told by the group. Shout out to Red Group. Okay. Best group. Well, if you're in Red Group and you're listening, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, if you're in Yellow Group and you're listening, you know what Alan's not talking about. That's, what, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. So we end, and Alan's like, all right, this is what we're going to do, split into groups, all that. And I remember getting off stage and thinking to myself, oh, no, I completely forgot about this, and this is going to suck badly. This is going to be real bad. It's going to be weird. Nobody's going to want to talk to me. It's going to be weird. And the group came together and I saw who was in the group and I was like, all right, interesting. I, I have a good relationship with several of those people. This will be interesting. And it went on to be the highlight of the event. Uh, all the feedback we got from the team, all the feedback we got from the attendees, myself, you, Jesse, everybody that was part of it, Amy was part of it as well, Amy L. And I had this moment where, and this is where the episode comes from, the three possibilities we need to understand. Three possibilities. One, best case best case scenario, worst case scenario, most realistic scenario. And that comes from the Air Force. I'm going to let you explain that because you're the one who taught me that. But I got off stage and I thought to myself, the best case scenario is the worst case scenario. The best case scenario is this is going to be horrible, but I'm going to be able to get through it. It's going to be awkward, but like it'll go by quick. I mean, it was a half hour. The best case scenario for me was the worst case scenario. And the worst case scenario was the most likely scenario for me. It was a very, very hard thing. Ended up being my favorite thing that we did all day, but in my mind, I thought it was gonna go horribly, horribly, horribly wrong. Now, I actually saw something on this, and I'm gonna reference a study, Alan. You'll be, you'll like this. I definitely, I'm so pumped. I don't know any numbers. I don't know who did it. I don't know where I heard it from. So please take this with a grain of so salt. So far, so good. <laughs> yeah, so I've lost all credibility. You got me excited, and then there it goes. <laughs> when you're... Uh, this was a practice by doctors 
when you're getting ready to give somebody a shot, you can say one of two things. This isn't going to hurt at all, or this is going to be the worst pain you've ever felt in your life. If you tell somebody this is going to be the worst pain you've ever felt in your life, it doesn't hurt nearly as bad. If you tell somebody it's barely going to hurt, it usually hurts worse than they think. It's that mindset of best case scenario, it hurts uh, It hurts a little bit less than I think. Worst case, it's it's that it's that thought process. I don't remember where I was gonna how I was gonna <laughs> tell that part, but it's that. If if I say to you this is gonna hurt so bad and it doesn't hurt that bad, it's ideal. And I think that's a really good kind of analogy for this. Where I thought it was gonna be the worst thing ever, and I thought I was never gonna want to talk to another human after this, it ended up being the best thing. So yeah. Well, a couple things. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. I would say, and we were on stage and we talked about this, and I want to bring this to our listeners as well. There are certain people who we talk about the drive to five on the, on the low end of drive to five, you tend to be either realistic or pessimistic. And what that means is you tend to think things are going to go worse than they really do. Usually would, would you say that you tend to be on that end where yes. you tend to think things are going to go horribly wrong and they end up totally okay. Yes. Mo- most of the time, even though sometimes like that one training, it worst case was the case. Right? Worst case was the ideal was like this the power goes out in this thing and we can get out of here. That would have been the <laughs> ideal case. That was the best case scenario. <laughs> Bunny meets the blade. Sorry, it's what... not ideal, it's most likely. Best case, worst case, most likely. Sorry. Most not likely. ideal. Yeah. Most likely. Right. So Kevin and I talked about this on stage. We said I'm I tend to be optimistic. I didn't think it was gonna go badly. I thought it was gonna go whatever. Great. Cool. I tend to focus on and this makes sense, right? For me, I tend to choose best case. Mm, So I'm often disappointed. I'm usually failing forward based on my expectations. Kevin, things usually go better than he thinks they're going to go. Because we work on a team, we see the whole picture. What Kevin and I are trying to help you do on this episode is do that on your own. You, you, Kevin and I run a business together and, and think about this in intimate relationships. Think about this in friendships. Think about this in any team environment. It's almost like if you have someone who's overly optimistic and always thinks things are going to go well, you're going to end up trying more things, but you're going to end up failing and not preparing enough. Mm. If you have someone who's really optimistic, who's paired up with someone who thinks things are going to go poorly, you're going to end up more prepared, assuming you can get along. And if you're someone who is really pessimistic and always think things are going to go horribly wrong, but isn't paired with someone optimistic, you most likely aren't going to try. You're going to assume things are going to go horribly, horribly wrong and you're not going to try. I don't know why I can't talk today, brother. It's like, my uh, goodness, dude, where's my car? On a Hubble. Remember that? <laughs> what on did a, you say? On, on a Hubble. He's trying to say honorable. To say honorable? On, a, on a Hubble. Yeah. For some reason, you know what it is? We're coming off a really strong couple speeches and we're not as... I think, you know what? I probably have a new identity. We're such good speakers. Now we're not even, I'm not as humble as, I'm not as humble as I I should be. But in the Air Force, they talk about best case, worst case, most probable case. I know I've been talking a lot about the new Top Gun movie. Uh, But that's what they do. That's what they do. They say, this is the best case. This is the worst case. This is the most probable case. And if you can think from that frame and you can drive to five, and by the way, five is the most probable case. Emilia and I, I remember early in our relationship, she asked me to teach her math. She said, my biggest bottleneck is math and memory. Those are your greatest strengths. And so we dialed in her sleep, which is good for her memory. She, I bought her a book called Memory Recovery. And now she gets sleep scores on the Aura Ring that are like 90 plus. She's 
her memory's coming back. It's unbelievable. Like she went from struggling with her memory every day to now she can remember things better than me in most cases. And then the math piece. So I've been teaching her math. One of the first things she said, well, what's my biggest bottleneck in math? I said, probability. You need to think in terms of probability. What's the probability? I, I do this all the time with her. So we have aura rings and uh, she slept in this morning, not in a bad way, but to get extra sleep. I woke up at seven. She slept an additional like hour and a half. And I guessed last night or no, this morning that she'd have a 91 sleep score. She sends me her sleep score every day. I send her mine and I was right. I was excited that I was right. I'm often not. Usually it's better or worse than I thought because there's a percent error. But the point is, is that what's the probability that she has a 90 or higher? Very high because I know she stayed in bed a lot longer than she normally does. And it, when she woke up, she was very groggy and cute. And that means she probably slept really well, slept like a rock. But the point that I'm trying to make here is that if you, if you think the probability of something going horribly wrong is high, you're not going to try. If you think the probability of it going really well is high, you're going to probably try, but you're not going to prepare enough. Mm. And so hopefully you can kind of analyze this from all three frames and then make sure that your optimistic and pessimism is balanced so that you can go in not only prepared, but also make sure that you're actually trying and failing forward. That's something that and I think we got that feedback from the team in one of the WhatsApp groups where at this point, you and I, we don't really, we don't prep nearly as much as we used to because we've just done it so many times and we've talked about those things so many times. So it's almost like for us, I think when it comes to the speech part, I think most likely cases it's going to be strong. That's my new frame is I don't really see anything going horribly wrong. And I also understand that if you make a mistake, it's really not that big of a deal. I used to think you had to be perfect and everything had to be perfect and now I understand it's even in this episode I made that mistake when I was trying to whatever you make an example. It's like it's yeah. not that big of a deal. It's not the end of the world. God forbid, Kev, you don't get it right, you know, ninety nine times out of a hundred, right? So I think that's an important piece. But now I'm starting to understand, okay, now that you and I have so many reps, other people's most likely case, when we bring them to an event and say, you know, as an example, Amy, you're gonna MC. It's like she's done that many times before, but the most likely case might not be the same most likely case that we expect. Right. So she wishes we had prepared more. Yes. Yeah. Right. And I would say more in advance. Yeah. And then Jesse as well. Shout out to you, Jesse. I know you listen. She was the assistant coach for for red, yellow, green for for green group. <laughs> I was red group. Kevin was yellow group. Yeah. Jesse was green group. Nice. And then the NLU team was the blue group, uh, which we swapped some stickers. You get a little sticker on your name tag. It's a whole thing. Don't worry about it. But the point is, is that Jesse felt like we could have prepared her maybe more. Um, and she still crushed it. So she yeah, did great. But maybe she was on the, oh, this is going to go horribly wrong. And then when she ended up doing a really good job, I could kind of hear them because their table was next to mine. And I could kind of hear the engagement over there. And apparently I could be wrong, but it sounds to me like the middle group was more engaged than any of the other groups. I, I don't know where I get that. I think intuitively I feel that way. Amy L and Jesse were both there. No, there you your group. Fair. My group, fair. I'm telling you. There wasn't Amy a L and Jesse of, had nothing but like there wasn't they were a blown away by Green. There wasn't group. a moment of silence in my group. Well then maybe my group was, you know, maybe not the best. I don't know. I don't think if it you're was. on red group, I apologize. I gotta say this too. We didn't prepare enough in no. terms of the infrastructure of the breakout sessions. 
we were doing that basically on stage at like 7 a.m. <laughs> Me, you, and Amy L were up there and we were like, listen, this is, or Jesse, Jesse rather. Jesse, yeah. And we were like, this is what we should do. And then we all went off. But basically it was a half an hour, three breakout sessions. They went awesome. They went better than we thought, which, you know, is a nice breath of fresh air because a lot of times things go worse than we think. Yes. Um, so that was really good. And at the end of the day, I think it's important to understand where your home is. Do you tend to go to worst case scenario like Kevin? Because most likely you probably don't try as many things as you could or should. Or do you tend to be overly optimistic like me? And quite frankly, I am. I'm overly optimistic. That's why you check me sometimes. You know, you, you often say like, what, something happened earlier where you're like, dude, I don't know, man. Oh, we were talking about next year. And I was already bumping, upping the ante. Oh, and, yeah. and you're like, ah, I don't know, man. Let's, you know, let's be realistic here. And that's okay. Optimism plus realism, as long as you get along well and you don't let ego get in the way, you can really come up with some great stuff. So figure out where you are and then try to kind of coach yourself more towards the, the center. So group coaching was definitely an experience for me. Getting to know the people was was really, really cool. Everybody's kind of moving towards the same goal. And I definitely started to see the value in what Kevin and Alan were presenting to us. PPT for me was something that was really huge. I was looking for a system to help me kind of keep track of of the things that I had to do every day to make sure that I was productive. I feel like I got so much value out of it and I am so grateful that I took the leap and I decided to join. Well, and the interesting thing too is, and this will this will be the last thing I say, maybe this one will be a little bit shorter, but the interesting thing is normally I would be on their side of like, hey, Alan, we got to take some time and make sure everybody on the team knows what's going on. And now it's almost like I've kind of forgotten what that is like in the beginning, I've lost sight of that a little bit. So normally I would have been the one pouring into that and saying, hey man, let's make sure we get there an hour early so we can talk to the team about this, where now it's almost like, oh yeah, I forgot that we didn't tell you what's going on. It's interesting gonna, how that shifted. I need you to stay on your end to drive to I know, five, man, I know, because I we know. can't have two of us overly optimistic. That's a dangerous game. But so I do notice that in team. you because you're less concerned than you used to be. Sure. And that concern used to be useful, but also, yeah, it, it was actually very useful because you're, you made up for my lack of, you made up for my optimism. That's all. Well, the interesting you know? thing is at that time, you and I were doing separate speeches. So it was almost like, well, yeah, whatever, man, you do you. Like, I'm going to prep as much as I can. I know Zero you're to not ten. How well did the day go compared to what you thought? Oh, man. At 10. Yeah, I don't it went know way I, better than you thought. Yeah, I don't know if I could have. Not the speech was pretty much what I expected. I thought the I thought our our presentation, our speaking was about what I <laughs> you, expected. You jumping off the stage almost to to make a point was yeah, that's a little again, bit of a trip. Yeah, th- that was an interesting thing. I mean, it didn't necessarily land at the like I wanted it to, but that's okay. You try stuff. It doesn't. It doesn't always. You want to take the, the listeners through it real quick because that was funny. We were talking about the so we were talking about goal setting and I said, I believe most of us have been lied to. And we did an episode on this recently where I think a lot of us are convinced to set these massive goals. If your goal doesn't scare you, it's not big enough. Eh, I don't know about that anymore. I think it sounds yeah, because really if your goal good. scares you and you're pessimistic, right. you're right. not going to try. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's, 
I think it's really good in a quote card. You know, it looks good in a meme. It looks, you know, it's good in a song, whatever it may be. But I basically said, well, you know, you have your 3%, your 33%, your 66%, your 99%, and your 100% goals. We did an episode on that recently. So I said 100% goal from me. Yeah, just as an example, I could jump off the stage and land on my feet. It's 100%. I could do that. Easy, not that hard. 99% goal, I can, I can jump up and I can, I can kick my feet together. Do a little whoop, little kick of the feet. Yeah, 66% goal, I don't know. I could probably jump in the air, kick my feet, and clap my hands at the same time, and then something else maybe, or, you know, whatever it is. 33% goal, I don't remember what it was. Like, I could do a backflip off this. That yeah. should have been the 3%, you stupid bastard. Pardon my French. <laughs> that should have been the 3%. Yeah. That was the 33 And then the 3% was like, I could jump off, and I could rub my... I could rub my head and pat my belly at the same time. It's like, ah, oh, that ain't it. <laughs> While doing a backflip. <laughs> While doing a backflip? Yeah, I don't know. So, I don't know why you made me say that publicly, but I said it. Well, I think it's important because you are essentially calculating probabilities of outcomes. Yes, fair. Which is exactly what this episode is. The three possibilities we need to understand What's the most likely case? What's the and if you think about it, what is the three percent in that analogy? The three percent is the least likely. Yeah, it's possible, but it's not probable. Yeah, the hundred percent is certain. Hundred percent. Ninety-nine percent is kind of like, yeah, most likely. And then, I would say probably sixty-six percent is is the sweet spot of a, a really good thing to shoot for. It's the challenge skills sweet spot. It's you're not certain it's going to crush, but you're also not super scared that it's going to be go horribly wrong. And I think that that's important. And by the way, we do have a framework that I'm going to send to the production team and you can download it at the link in the show notes if you want to see the pyramid. It's basically just a pyramid with a star at the top and it starts at the bottom with what are you 100% certain you can do? And then it, it it's a ladder, next level, next level, next level. There's five layers all the way up to what 3% you think you can do. And I think at the top it says 2023 for your goals. Um, so we'll put that in the show notes for you. We're also, so what we're going to do is we're going to have a folder. Yep. So we're going to have a folder where we have all, so anytime you ever hear us say, uh, we're going to have a digital asset for this or whatever it may be, whatever wording we use, we will put the folder in there and the folder will have all of these. So we're not yes. going to go back through the 1300 episodes and catch up, but from now on, we will put them in the folder. And so and from now on, in future episodes, when you click that link, you can download the other ones too. Take a look through them. You know, um, there's going to be a lot of really, it's called NL, the folder is called NLU Frameworks. And so from now on, we'll just put them in that folder and it's it's a public folder. And you click the link and you can download whatever ones you want. Fire. I, last thing, I was thinking of this. I remember when I used to go to baseball games, we'd go to like the Red Sox game or any any baseball games. Like there were AAA teams that we would go see. And it's, you have this moment where you're getting ready to leave. Like, I can't forget my glove. I need to bring my glove. Like what if I catch a foul ball? That's best case scenario. That is best case. But it's also least likely. That's most likely not going to happen. Right? Like, that's best case scenario, but it's most likely not going to happen because there's 35,000 other people in there. And if you're sitting behind the backstop, you're not going to catch one because there's a net in front of you. So that's just Great kind point. of an example of, you know, best case. So you've never brought a glove. I know I, I would bring a glove, but it's almost like delusional to bring one. Did you? Did I bring a glove? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Oh. I didn't know, I didn't know anything about Well, you didn't want to be caught without a glove. You don't want to be caught without a glove. Of course not. I mean, what if somebody fires one at me and I can catch a foul ball? You never know, but the odds of that are pretty, the probability's pretty low. Who is your low. favorite baseball player? Nomar Garcia-Para. 
Nomar? He was Nomar, Shortstop, yeah. right? Shortstop, Shortstop for the Red married, Sox. Yeah. yeah, he's married to Mia Hamm. Yep. He was Talk in the 2004 it. World Series, right? Uh, All-Stars. All-Stars. Okay. I don't think we... I don't know if went. I don't know when we went to the World Series. 2004. I know because I lost... I Listeners, I apologize, but this will also be interesting. Kiki bet me mm. the Yankees are four games or three games in. Three games mm. in, seven-game yeah, yeah. series. I bet Kiki 20 bucks. It had never been done in the history yep. of the MLB, yep. and I lost my money. Biggest comeback. Talk about, talk about 3%. Most probable case was the Yankees win that series. Is that fair? Nomar, when, yeah, 100%. Nomar wasn't on that team, though, I don't think. Oh, he wasn't? No, no, he was he was earlier. He was earlier. Oh, okay. I don't know. No mind. I know it was Kiki's also, favorite player too. Shout out to Kiki sure. for the, for Pretty excellent sure. taste. His name wasn't actually oh uh, his name might have been Nomar, but Nomar is his dad's name, Ramon backwards. So for any of you who know anything about what I'm talking about, that's for you. <laughs> if you don't, I do apologize. Either for way, that was the most unlikely scenario ever yes. of all time, and sometimes it still happens. So yes. again, you know, you gotta find your own optimism, pessimism, figure this out for you and no one can decide for you. And then you own the results too. It's like, you know what? Here's your 20 bucks. I screwed up. Who knew? If you would be so kind to make the best case scenario, the most likely scenario and leave us a review and or subscribe on the platform of your choice, excuse me. I track a lot of numbers, our listens, our finances, all that stuff. I'm going to be tracking our followers as well. Quote unquote. Um, on Apple Podcasts. Good, sir. It's followers on Apple Podcast. Good, oh. sir. Oh, <laughs> come at me, bro. <laughs> come at me, bro. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcast, there'll be a plus sign in the top right. If you click that, you'll be subscribed, followed, whatever it is. And then you'll get notifications when we drop new episodes. Also on YouTube, too. Give us a subscribe over there. That uh, me saying the subscribers versus followers, that, went, pro- that was worst probably. case scenario. Worst case scenario. Yeah, worst case scenario. Can't get yeah. much worse. Can't get much worse than that. Uh, also those of you who, who, um, are excited and eager to join group coaching, we have group coaching. It is closing on Monday night at midnight because we start on Tuesday, April 11th. This is the way that I describe it. If you've ever played Mario Kart 64, okay. If you haven't, I apologize. I'll describe. Okay. Mario Kart 64. You're on the Island level. Okay. Have you with me? I am there. Island level. Okay. Ocean coming in from the sides. There's a part where there's a ramp and there's an opening through the mountain through the center of the island. If you get a mushroom and you hammer that mushroom right at the beginning of the ramp, you can shortcut right through and beat the other people. Mm. Okay? Mm-hmm. That is what group coaching will do for you. You will beat the competition mm. because you will achieve more in 90 days than you ever have before. You'll start tracking habits. It is the Mario Kart booster that will boost you through the mountain toward your dreams Join us. The link will be in the show notes. Strong work. Next you, level nation tomorrow for episode number 1,299. Ooh, so close. Why some people think you're too much. We have found that very often in our community and on a team, people have been told you're too much. You're too loud. You're too this. You're too that. Why are people saying that? We will talk about that in the next episode. As always, we love you. Appreciate you. Grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We'll talk to you all tomorrow. We're signing off, Next Level Nation. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family. We mean it when we say family. If you ever need anything, please reach out to us directly. Everything you need to get a hold of us is in the show notes. Thank you again, and we will talk to you tomorrow.